good. Sometimes it's good to slow down, isn't it? Sometimes it's just good to slow down. It just seems like I've been running. Who's been running a lot these last couple weeks? Yeah. Sometimes it's just good to slow down. And uh, so we're going to go into, into the Word today. Um, who, who believes the Word of God is essential for your Christian walk? Who believes that the Word of God is life-changing? Who believes that transformation can only come by the renewal of the mind? And how is the mind renewed? By His Word. By His Word. So we're going to get into the Word of God today, and uh, we've been talking about uh, the greater things. And, and honestly, this con conversation that we're going to have today, I hope it's an open conversation. Uh, this is where a lot of people can stumble in their Christian walk, is what God does through us. And how many people believe that God does things through us? And he wants to do things through you. As you give your life to him, he wants to take control of your life and do his work. And his work is what? To defeat the enemy. The works of the enemy. Jesus came to destroy him. And he wants us to do the same. But it gets confusing. How many people believe it's confusing sometimes what God wants us to do and what we end up uh, thinking he wants or, or what we are in our own minds? Uh, we have a... I'm, I'm going to grab this right back here. We have this sign back here. I don't know if you've ever noticed this as you walked in. And you old, noticed Old Testament is on your left. New Testament is on the right. And so I'm going to bring this one right here. This is New Testament. I'm going to bring this up. This may help us get focused today. How many people believe that the Word of God should always be in your life? Amen. In, in wherever you can put it, it's a good place to put it, right? And so if you put it on your, on, on your um, nightstand or, or you put it anywhere in, that you can find it, and that's how you get the, the Word of God in your mind is you have it posted where you can read it. And when you don't have your word around or you're not reading it and you're not getting it in your mind, a lot of things can happen and you can be misguided. How many people believe that the enemy can speak a voice also? And his voice is an ugly voice, but sometimes it sounds right. Sometimes it's an angel of light. It comes to illuminate. And sometimes we get caught up in what he's saying and we kind of miss his tone. You've got to get the word of God in your heart. And here, the other day I was talking to a gentleman and we talked about the word of God and the importance of the Word of God, and, and, and how do you get it in your heart? How many people, how many, do anybody have a certain method that you get His important Word in your heart? See, the Bible says that the, the, God, the God that we know wants to write it in the tablet of our heart. He, he wants to write it in there. He, he wants it to be in there firm. He doesn't want it to be something you forget. He wants that mind to be focused on it. So when thoughts come or actions come, you take those thoughts and actions and you compare them to what you know is true. And so how do you do that if you don't have the word of God in your heart? You compare it to what you think is right. And what is that? What is thinking it's right? Human wisdom. Human wisdom. And I'm going, I'm going to tell you right now, the devil will do all his work to try to get you to think about his ways, not God's ways. And sometimes it's just not, it's not easy just to discern those things and say, yep, that's what I want to do. You've got to compare your words and actions to something you know is true. And that is the word of God. It's the only way. You've got to get in there. You've got to get into the tablets of your heart. How do you do that? Well, you read it first. You meditate on that word. And you read it over again. And you read it over again. You ask the Lord, what does this mean? What does this mean for then? When you, you spoke it now, what does it mean for me today? We take that, we have, to, we have to process it through this finite mind. An infinite God through a finite mind. 
and say, God, help us to understand. You understand what I'm saying today? Be the best Christmas gifts you can ever do is sit down and read your word. Enter, get the gift of God in your heart. It keeps you from sin. So when we talk about today, we're going to talk about greater things. And, and, and what I'm telling is, I'm, I'm telling you this because when we talk about these, it's a difficult thing to process. The greater works of God. And yet, it's going to be a blast doing them. But we have to be ready. Let's read together. Uh, we, 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 we want to talk about the name of God. We, we, we have talked about the language the language that we have together as, as a family of God, a language that's different than the world speaks is God speaks a different language. Sheep hear my voice, and we react to that. And so and then we talked about works last week. I want to say this. John 14 says, whatever you ask in my name, in the name of Jesus, remember, how powerful is that name? Ron, how powerful is the name of Jesus? That's, I mean, how can you even compare it? That's why the world uses it as, as swear words, because they try to dim diminish the power. You can't diminish the power of God. But we don't use the name of the Lord in vain. We don't bring it down to that level where we can speak it to hurt somebody or to say things like, oh, wow, that's amazing. We don't say, we use it as a holy and righteous name, don't we? It, it makes demons shudder. Just the name of Jesus can make demons shudder. So we have to understand the power is in the name when he says, whatever you ask in his name. Jesus says it in my name. Remember, when you're ready to pray, make sure you pray in Jesus' name. Make sure that you understand that you don't go before the Father unless you stand with the Son. You know, he represents us. And he's a good representation. <laughs> I'm glad to have him as my lawyer. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sit down and we'll let him speak. But you know what? He speaks on my behalf because he paid my price. Isn't it awesome? He loves me that much. Paid my price and now he speaks for me. He speaks to the Father. And man, I'm so thankful I got, a, I got an intermediate Ah, like Jesus Christ, he speaks on my behalf. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He, the Father, gets glorified through the Son when you do the things he's asked you to do. That's, I mean, that is humbling, but that's the truth. You ask, it says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's, to me, that's, that is amazing. Who here has got some things you want God to help you with? See your hands today. Those, you have things that you want God to help you with. And you say, God, without you, I'm going to fail here. There's no way I'm going to succeed. There's no thing in my life I'm ever going to do that matters unless you're with me. And so we have to understand some God wants to. He is there to help us and guide us. And I am so thankful. But we got to understand when we ask in the name of Jesus, it almost puts it in right perspective. Jesus, you are my representation. You, you walk before me. You speak in my behalf. And because I'm going to ask in your name, you're going to represent my request. I mean, we have to make sure that we do things properly. I think that's learning how to pray. In my name, Mark says this. Now, this is something that we've got to get. We talked about this last week, and we're going to go from here. These signs will accompany those who believe. These signs, signs and wonders of God, his works will accompany those who believe. Who believes today? If you believe, you get this. It's yours. It's a gift. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and, and they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will, sick and they will recover. See, these are the things of God. This will always confuse you. Don't worry about being confused. Your ways are never as high as his. His ways are always higher than yours. His way you'll never understand. You just do it. Believe you can. Can you do it today? Absolutely we can. Why, what holds us back? The way we think. It's human wisdom. 
we got to get rid of that. Read this with me. That your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Right here on the stage. That your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the what? Power. Power of God. So who understands the power of God? See, this, this is where we fall short. We, we, want, we know that God's called us to great things, right? God has called us to great things, but we're just not sure if we're either worthy enough of it, do we know enough about it, are we going to be able to do this successfully? We don't want to embarrass God or we don't want to... You know what? We just make all this human wisdom. We get this human wisdom to block what God really wants because he's got power. And when you work in his name and you do the things he's asked you, guess who gets glorified? The Father. The power is given. I don't know, that's just humbling to me, knowing that we have that opportunity. Who wants to work in the power of God? Isn't that going to be awesome? He has got... And then John 14 says this, if you love me, right in the middle of this, he says this, <laughs> talks about his great power, anything you ask in my name, anything you ask in my name, I will do it. Isn't that awesome? That's a great promise, isn't it? Whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. And all of a sudden, he brings this up. If you love me. You obey me. It doesn't seem like it's in the right context. All of a sudden, he takes us to a different journey. Who has things they want to ask God to do? How many people need help? We all do, don't we? And then we read this whole thing about Jesus, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. And all of a sudden, Jesus speaks. He says, if you love me, you obey me. Who has children in here? Okay, we're going to go down to some real good stuff here. How many people have their children that they want to obey you? You set down the rules, don't you? Who's got rules in the house? I like that. How many times do your children test the rules of the home? You almost feel like saying, did we not discuss this yesterday? <laughs> did we not discuss this only today? Did we not discuss this an hour ago? So you have rules and regulations of the home. And if a child breaks those rules or regulations, what do you do? There's got to be punishment. Now, some of us have problems with that, right? Some of us have problems with punishment. I don't know about you. It doesn't feel good. I remember the days of my children when you, we, we, were, we, we believed in spare, spare the rods for the child, so we, we had different items, different items that we would use to make sure our children would obey. Now, I don't, I don't, I'm not in agreement with the hand, using the hand because I believe it confuses children. That's what I feel personally. But I do believe in the discipline of a rod. Now, we're not in a debate here, okay? This is me. And so my, my father used a discipline rod. It switched at times. It switched at times. <laughs> and, and he used his belt. He used whatever he had on him. And he always had a belt on. So we always know he had a weapon. But it didn't matter. We still did what we wanted to do. How many people remember? We, we try to forget those days when you do what you want to do. And, and we still don't like to be told what to do. 
can, can, can I hear from someone today that you raise your hand if you love when someone tells you what to do? I'm going to watch and wait. How long should I wait here? How long should I wait before? No one's going to raise their hand. There's not one person in this place right now who likes to be told what to do. And when you're told and you don't like it, <laughs> okay, there's a proof of love. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, my wife and I had a discussion the other day, didn't we, honey? About, about you know, being told what to do. And, and she tells me what to do, and I don't like it. I tell her what to do, and she doesn't like it. Which is, we've been married 21 years. Well, going on 21 years, and we still don't, we still don't like it. Now, we have some people who are seasoned. Nancy and Paul, you've been seasoned for a while. Do you like to be told what to do? Paul, do you like to be told by Nancy what to do? Absolutely not. See there. <laughs> you said absolutely. Oh. We're, we, we, Paul, we need to sit down. Okay, I'm just kidding. You've learned to, you, you've learned to even say what you know is going to make her happy. And there it is. And so we work on those things. It might take 40 years. Honey, another 20 years, I might have this down. <laughs> They're lying in church. No. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. What does it mean to keep his commandments? My daughter, my son, and back in the days would be able to tell me what is wrong and right. We had a, we, we, they knew, honey, what happens when, this, when you do this? Will this happen? So my question would be, why did you do it? See, they knew what the commandments were, didn't they? And we know, and, and so they're there, but they're not there. They're there, but they're not there, okay? I know what they are, but when it comes to those times, so I should obey, and it's like, I just, and then I do what I want to do. Paul says, that's a fight daily. It's a fight daily. I, I know what I need to do, and yet I don't do it, and the things I know I should do, I don't do. And Paul was always in that struggle, like, I know I should do these things for God, but why can't I do them? Why can't I walk in that obedience? And so obedience is key to love, Right? Obey, love. It's in the same sentence. If you love me, you will obey me. That means if I obey God, that means I love him. That means it's struggle sometimes when I don't obey him, when I do my own thing, and it's like, God, do you still love me? Who How many people ask God, do you still love me? Because I haven't kept your commandment. And you know and I both know, if we think back just a few days, maybe even today, maybe just yesterday, you broke his commandment. I'll tell you one. You hate your brother. What does it say? You can't love God. So you and I both know it's not easy, right? But here's there's a good thing here, right? It's a good thing, right? There's a, we can be in a war here all we want. You know, we can wrestle with this, but there's good news. There's always promises. God just doesn't want to keep us in a place of torment where we always want to do right and we find ourselves falling short. It's like, I can't do it, Father. You still love me. He doesn't want you to ask those questions. You can't be in a place where, God, did you still love me because I made all these mistakes? God, I just made a mistake yesterday. Do you still love me? Do you wrestle with that? And yet I know one thing. He always loves me. And I can tell when I, when I discipline my child, do I change my love for him or her? I still love them the same. And I discipline because I do love them. So if you feel some discipline today, know that God says, I only discipline my children who I love. 
a good thing, isn't it? So, something about his commandments, something important about his commandments, something about what we need to learn, something about God's word. If I just do what I know to be true, what I know to be right, that's the proof of my love for you. So let's go on. John 14 says this. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. You hear me today? You do not beat yourself up. What voice are you listening to? I got good news for you. He sends somebody. He says here, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. Listen to me now. If you love Jesus, you have a helper. Right now. Now this may be what you might consider milk of the word, but I'm telling you there's some truth in this. If you grab hold of it and you live this out today, you will see a changed and transformed life if you learn how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So here it is. That the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. It says here, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides in you and will be with you. He will be in you. Isn't it? The Holy Spirit has decided as he's being sent down by Jesus, he's going to make his abode in where? And isn't it nice that in you is the truth of God. In you, through the Holy Spirit, he will come and he will help you. I like a helper. Who wants a helper today? Who's saying, I'm, I'm getting a little, I, I can get myself all beat up about falling short all the time here. God, I want to do the right thing, and I do want to do the right thing. Do you want to do the right thing today? Are you tired of a life struggle? Are you tired of a life that seems to pull you into a pit? Are you tired of a life that the loud voice of the enemy seems to be louder than God's voice? And I can tell you right now, here's one voice that says this. He is distant, yet is a liar. That's the voice of the enemy. Whoever hears the voice, I'm, the God is distant, just remember one thing. The dart of the enemy has just pierced your heart. He's lied to you. He is not distant. So we got to get it out of our heads. That's just one lie. You guys know what I mean. Don't listen to yourself. Sometimes we're our worst enemy. What we need to do is we need a spirit of truth to speak. We need to have ears to hear. God, give us ears to hear so we may hear the truth that the spirit brings. And it does bring truth. To who the world cannot receive. The world will never receive it. When you start talking about God and his voice, the world can't receive that. Even the truth of God's word, it's foolish to those who do not believe. So the word of God, you can open up and, and talk about it as much as you want. If a person's heart is not open to God and the Holy Spirit of Jesus, guess what? It's foolishness. Don't even go there. But it says this, but him, it says him, but you know him because he abides in us, in you and me. And love it that he makes his abode in me. Even in my mistakes, he still chooses to live in me. Does that sink in today? You say yes to Jesus today, and his Holy Spirit will abide in you. And that sounds so simple, but it's so profound. If you're struggling today, stop it. Stop listening to the voice that tries to condemn you. Listen to God's heart. And open up your heart today 
and allow his spirit to do his work. Open your ears. If you're over here, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Open your ears that you may hear. The spirit of truth wants to speak today. He who has commandments, my commandments, and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and I will disclose myself to him. What's the Holy Spirit sound like? What, what does that look like when he discloses himself to you? That's what the word says. If you love him, he will disclose himself to you. He will reveal himself to you. God will reveal yourself to you, himself to you, I should say, and any time he wants. Are you ready to hear him today? Right now, the spirit of God is going to, he's going to reveal himself to you now. Do you hear him? See, here's the key. My faith will never rest on my reasoning or, my, or human reasoning, but on God's power. My faith does not rely on my reasoning. Does it yours? Are you struggling today with faith? Does it rely anything on your own understanding? Or are you going to trust in God? He makes his abode in me. He disclosed myself to me. God will disclose if you just take his word. Look at that on the stage. If you take his word, allow it to seep into your heart right now, he will disclose himself to you right now. His word. Why? Because the spirit of truth will lead you in what? Truth. That means the Spirit of God is trying to reveal something to you right now, where you sit right now, in your human reasoning. He wants to change that reasoning right now and set his word in your heart. He wants to write it in a tablet right now. He's choosing to do that because you've opened your heart to his word. He wants to speak. It's the living God. It's the living word. It's a two-edged sword that will pierce the body and separate spirit and flesh, bone and marrow. He wants to do a work right now. All you have to do is be open now. And he will speak and reveal himself. That's how powerful it is. That's how powerful the word of God is. People say, well, I read the Bible in a year. Great. How did he speak to you? Do you have the word of God written on your heart? Because if you don't, you don't love him. Because there's no commandment in you. But if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. You will keep them. Why? Because the spirit of God is the helper. He comes and he reveals it to you. And he'll reveal it at any moment if you open your heart to his word. That means at any word. You can read the 21 right there. You can read this on the stage. Read that one back there. Open your Bible right now. Anytime that you read God's word, the Holy Spirit of truth will reveal himself to you. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, one. He says, they will make an abode in you. They all will by the Spirit, and he will reveal to you what you need at that moment. He will reveal himself to you. You cannot remain in depression. You cannot remain in fear. You cannot remain in self-pity. You can't remain in any of those things that above human reasoning. You can't remain there if he reveals himself in his word to you. You can't remain there. Isn't that awesome news? And it says the Spirit of God wants to do that for you. That means he abides in you, and he wants to reveal his message to you now. If you just open your mind and your heart, he will do it. And you can't rely on human reasoning. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. He wants to guide your life. It should never be confusing. Don't ever ask yourself, where is God? Is he present? You see how powerful that is? Allow it to sink in today. John 14 is so profound. We're getting close to the end here. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. This is Jesus then, before he ascended. I am abiding with you. Just I'm not helping you. It's just like walking with Jesus. Who wants? I would love to go back in the day when walking with Jesus. Wouldn't that be like walking with Jesus and seeing him do the miraculous? And, and walking behind him going, huh? Or walking on water? And he gets in a boat and they all worship him saying, Surely this is the son of God. Can you imagine walking with Jesus? What would that have been like? People say, what would you ever do? Give me a time capsule. I'm going back to Jesus' day. I want to walk with him. The master of all. Teach me, oh God. Man, it'd be cool. I'm just going to go into the zone right now. What would that look like? Hmm. He says, I'm abiding with you now, and I'm teaching you. But when I leave, it says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Where's that name again? In his name. In the name of Jesus, he sends. That's so great. That's why I love the songs in his name. Name, name, name. Give me name. It's all in the name of Jesus. He says, will send in my name. He will teach you. Oh, thank God. Who, who, I'm a student. I've never, I, I'm, I'm the first one to say, I've never reached that place where I can say, I've got it together. <laughs> I'm a student, and I love it, the fact that he teaches me. Doesn't always feel good. How many people believe when the Holy Spirit speaks, and sometimes you're like right in the middle of something, you're like, that's not right. And then you have to, then you have to have a chat. That's why I say to my kids, we're going to have to have a chat. They know what that means. Or we need, well, let's have a family meeting. You ever pulled that one? My wife knows that one. Let's have a family meeting. Let's sit down. They're like sheepish, sitting down like, oh, okay. Why? <laughs> I love them so much. I love my kids so much. Love them so much. I almost can identify with the Father for a moment how much he loves you. And how much he wants the best for you. And what he's created you to do. And how he loves you by putting his arms around you. And how he wants to hold you right now. I just can't imagine. He will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all that I have said to you. Isn't it good the Holy Spirit will come? And when he comes, he's going to reveal to you all that Jesus has said and done. All his commandments you can abide because the Holy Spirit's going to reveal that to you. He's going to walk with you and say, this is what I mean. This is what I've said. This is what Jesus, he loves you so much. He never leaves us. He always brings the comforter and the counselor. Isn't it awesome that he does that? He doesn't leave us alone. Never believe that you're alone. He is always watching. He's always with you. He's always teaching. He's a good teacher. He's a good teacher, isn't he? He's a good teacher. And I love it that he wants to do that with me. And in the midst of this, listen to this. In the midst of this teaching, 
in the midst of his discipline, in the midst of sitting down with you and speaking to you and guiding you. He says, peace I leave you. Peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not let it be fearful. In the midst of this, the power of peace rests on you. In you, through you, and everything you put your hands to, the gospel of peace will be upon your feet. And as you walk, you're walking with him. I just love the fact he speaks like this. If you ever want to do a study, John 14 is an awesome study. Sit down. Let it sink into your heart. Let him change you. Let him love you. Let him show what his plan is for you because he is good.